Terry Givens, the CEO and founder of the Center for Higher Education Leadership, and welcome to the Higher Education Leadership Podcast. Today, we are talking to one of my favorite people, uh, Warren Kennard, and he is all the way in Australia. So you know, we're international, guys. Um, but the reason we're talking to Warren today is actually part of the reason we met. Um, I was on LinkedIn one day and saw this really interesting course on uh, educational technology and higher ed. And I was like, wow, this is exactly the kind of thing I'm interested in. So I connected with Warren and the rest is history. And actually, I'm going to let him tell you all about that because he's got this great course offering and I'm actually involved a bit with it. But uh, Warren, tell us a little bit more about yourself and what you're doing. Yeah, thanks, Terry. And thanks for the wonderful introduction. It was uh, absolutely fantastic to, to meet you. And in fact, um, receiving your, your um, kind of introduction over, over LinkedIn and having that initial conversation, I just knew that um, you are someone that I, I wanted to spend time with and, and get to know and um, inject into the, uh, into the course experience, as it were. So, so thanks very much for, for having the conversation. Mm -hmm. um, Maybe just a, a little bit of background. Uh, this course that we built, uh, it's very much a conversational course and it's entitled uh, EdTech and Strategy for, for Higher Education. And uh, this program has been deliberately designed uh, specifically for, for higher education professionals and, and those that play on its periphery. Um, but it's really an opportunity to embrace um, the, the fourth industrial age and the, the changes that have been occasioned by it. Um, so that that's really where it where it started. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I got excited about it because one of the things, so those of you who know me know I was a provost and before that the vice provost and professor. And one of the reasons I actually stepped out of, you know, higher ed uh, in terms of, you know, being a provost and all of that is because I realized there was this disconnect between the ed tech world and people like me in higher ed who maybe didn't have an ed tech background. And so I actually spent a lot of time learning about ed tech, going to ASU GSV, you know, doing a lot of the the educational technology uh, programs. And um, I think it's really important that we understand that for faculty who may end up becoming leaders or for current leaders, that understanding this world of educational technology is critical because it's all about innovation and being able to move our institutions forward in a way that makes sense because there's so much out there. And if you don't understand really what is happening uh, around you know, the different air arenas, you know, whether it's admissions or, or, you know, I mean, obviously a lot of us are dealing with technology around uh, teaching and learning as we go mm -hmm. online. Um, and so I think it's, I, you know, I think it's really critical that we understand how important it is to get that base knowledge and be able to make good decisions about where to go forward with your particular program or institution. Yeah, yeah, you've you've hit the nail on the head on on a few things there. Uh, I think that uh, it's a it's a very misunderstood uh, environment, Terry. So uh, ed tech in general is ill defined, in in my opinion, anyway. I think no, there's I a lot happening. <laughs> <laughs> there's a hell of a lot happening in that space, and and it's really this this was an opportunity for us to to come together and and curate that experience and and to think about who are the thought leaders in this space, who who's doing some interesting 
interesting things. How do we define um, ed tech? How do we define the, the future of higher education and where the intersection of technology happens? And, and so this has been a, I refer to it as a conversational course, but it's, it's very much, uh, it stands true. You know, we, we want to, uh, these, these are, as I said, ill-defined principles and concepts, and we want to help um, shape that conversation together and, and then have a fuller appreciation for, for what it is that um, uh, the, both um, the, the technology provider and the education provider uh, need to do in order to prepare students for the future of work and, and obviously adapt these tools. So, uh, yeah, I think that's a, it's an interesting point. And the other observation is that you spoke about the ASU GSV conferences and, um, you know, related events that, that people can go to to really understand what's happening in, in ed tech and, and the world of higher education. And for me, um, there was one thing that was lacking from those experiencing, uh, experiences, having gone to, to several conferences and so on myself, was that I, I really wanted to be able to engage in dialogue um, around some of these topics and, and to debate them and to have um, experts in the room uh, kind of come together and, and really grapple with these challenges without um, any fear of reprisal, without any, any ego behind it, but to really have a uh, intelligent conversation about how we can progress uh, and create reform in the in the sector and so this uh, this course is a a hybrid of a kind of conference-esque experience together with, with podcast, together with a rich um, uh, kind of uh, digital uh, media, and, and just to create a, a fun environment and a safe environment for people to engage in discourse around uh, many of the things that they're grappling with um, in the world of education today. Yeah, I think that's so important. And it's not just something that, you know, people in higher ed need. I think it's people in the ed tech space need. You know, I, I agree with that you know, what you were just saying so much because I, I would go to these events and I, I felt like I wasn't, you know, it's a lot of it is just about sales. You know, they want you to buy their product. And, um, and I really want to know what are the pluses and minuses, you know, who is this best suited for? Um, you know, why should I care about this product versus that product? And, and but to, you know, to take a step back to really think about what does, I mean, we're talking about what ed tech means. What about, what does innovation mean? I mean, sometimes innovation does, you don't need tech necessarily for innovation. You know, we were, we were, I was talking yesterday with Brian Alexander on his webinar and, you know, somebody said, look, we're, if we're doing online, a whiteboard could be good technology, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, um, so it, it doesn't necessarily, you know, innovation doesn't necessarily mean that you have to have the, the most flashy tech. It's about what, and that's the other point, you know, I think, I want to make sure we bring up is this whole idea of being student-centered um, because everything we do in in higher ed really needs to focus on the outcomes we want and yes. obviously the outcomes we want is for students to learn as best as possible and get the the best experience and you were mentioning you know the future of work that's such a huge topic these days and you know there's so much concern mm -hmm. about students coming out of college without the appropriate skills to start jobs and you know so could you could you comment a little bit more on on that yeah, so I mean, the just before we we get into that, I think the the point you raised, just from a slightly different vantage point, is is how I look at it is how important it is to have that strategic underpinning of why it is that you're doing what yes, you're doing. So exactly. you you mentioned that um, innovation can come in in many different forms, and yes, I, I wholeheartedly agree that technology is not always the solution. Um, but I'm I'm very keen for 
people to have a very, very good understanding of why it is they try and what they're trying to achieve. Mm -hmm. And then how do those technologies and, and other kind of um, uh, um, conversations, interventions, um, participation in groups, whatever it is that they wanting to uh, get from the program, it's really with that underlying strategy lens. So what is it that I'm wanting to achieve and how can I use this experience to cultivate an, a better understanding of what I'm trying to achieve and then mm -hmm. bolt on the necessary components in, in order to, to round out my strategy. So um, that's very much where, where the course is focused at. Um, we, you know, when you speak about future of work, there's, there's a couple of things I'm concerned about, like many of us are, and, mm -hmm. and it's this, this bypassing of, of the traditional higher education experience. Yep. Um, we're, we're finding, um, you know, Google being the most prominent feature on the map at the moment with regards to um, uh, their part in, in unbundling or even bypassing the higher education experience. And, and many of us are, are deeply concerned about that, not, not um, from my perspective about oh, the loss of revenue or the fact that, um, you know, we're, we're taking away something uh, uh, from the higher education sector, like we're going to lose jobs and so on. In fact, I believe that must happen um, for us to, to innovate. And, and these kinds of advents are, are the things that are going to help propel us forward. But what I'm desperately concerned about is the impact and the, the long-standing impact of, of these um, kind of non-traditional approaches and, and these very deep technical expertise that we're teaching um, new students who, who are um, kind of entering the world of work and even those um, probably less so, but the, the market that's uh, kind of workforce transition is um, we're, we're teaching them very specific disciplines and, and I'm worried about the longevity of that and will they be employed um, five years from now and also are they getting the rounded out experience that is going to help them be a better member of society exactly. um, uh, ongoing so, so those are some of the concerns that I have. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm a firm believer in having a, a liberal arts education because of there, there's so many benefits to that. I mean, just, yeah, the critical thinking skills, the, the writing skills, the quantitative skills, all those different things. And, you know, it, it's interesting to me that people seem to think that, you know, going more narrow, um, you know, I look at what Google is doing, which makes sense for some people. Absolutely. But um, it's funny because if you had talked to people 10, 15 years ago, it was, oh my gosh, you know, we know we need to get more students into college and get, give them that broad understanding of what it means to be a citizen. And I, I'm afraid we're starting to lose that a little bit, um, yeah. that there's, there is a certain purpose. And actually, I, you know, it's so funny because I was just reviewing some programs that talk about college access and, you know, and how um, there actually, there was a really interesting article because we always have to talk about diversity on my uh, podcast, but, yeah, um, sure. <laughs> but um, you know, they were talking about how, you know, for how actually the percentage of, uh, you know, basically white people going to college has increased, whereas, you know, it hasn't increased as much for, for people of color. And even though we know that the, the percent or the numbers and percentages of students from uh, different backgrounds are, are, are growing, we still aren't getting enough of those people educated, you know, and we need to have better access. And there's so many different ways to do that. And I think part of the problem is we haven't looked enough at cost. Um, mm. and how to, you know, how to use technology to maintain quality, but to bring down costs. 
and yeah. so that students can you know students from lower income back middle and low income backgrounds can still go to college but not come out with all this debt and, and so on here that we have here in the US. I don't know what, mm. the, what the situation is like in Australia, but you know, we have a, a debt crisis basically with yeah. a student loan debt. Um, and so I mean, you know, it's kind of, a, it, it's, it's an important topic from so many different perspectives, not only the, you know, the costs that students are paying for college, but you know, how, you know, how colleges are generating revenue, um, making sure that yes. we're, we're providing quality education, you know, all of those different things are impacted by uh, technology and you know, different ways we can approach getting students the, the education they need. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, uh, everything that you've, you've outlined there um, again reinforces for me how complex a challenge this is. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we have got, uh, if, if I were a, a vice chancellor at, at this stage, um, <laughs> leading a university, I, I would really uh, be suffering some degree of inertia and anxiety um, mm -hmm. because the the gravity of of some of these challenges are, are just enormous um, mm -hmm. and and with the the rising cost of tuition um, the the mega trends that that are taking place in in terms of transnationalism and other agendas it's it's going to be a fierce battle um, mm -hmm. and to maintain revenues is going to be increasingly important to provide better access for students more access for students and yes. to, to offer better services is going to become critical and and many um, Terry like you're already seeing are going to fall by the wayside and mm -hmm. and this is not something that america would like to be a, a leader in um <laughs> you know there's there's many things there's many things that you've done extremely well the the debt crisis is is not one of those um yeah. and and i i think that going back to to the course and and just thinking about what what we were trying to achieve here is that there is a way forward there, there absolutely right. is there right. there's a there's a much more sensible way to deliver online um, effective training. And, and there's wonderful providers that are doing great work. And I mean, uh, the, the, I, I work with some of these, these OPM providers. I, I work with some that are servicing higher education to help them transition online. And they're doing an outstanding job, relatively speaking, and really helping them to to fill a gap. There's mm -hmm. there's a you know there, there's it's not without its um, uh, controversy around its fee models and and mm -hmm. um, how yes. it's how it's making money. <laughs> but um, but the in principle, many of them are offering fantastic services. Um, oh yeah, and and I think that the the opportunity to deliver a quality scalable affordable online solution is is very much upon us and mm -hmm. and i would like to see that those costs start coming down and and i'm also speaking to wonderful people from uh vimo education and ed aid and others that are um i, I know mark salisbury's work is mm -hmm. is also very interesting at tuition fit and yep. there's a raft of periphery services now that are starting to enter the the higher education mainframe as it were and and offering great opportunities for students to pay back um, commensurate with their earnings to mm -hmm. to look at affordable loan schemes and 
and to, to provide more access for students and more transparency around that, that pricing. So yes. I think, um, you know, we're starting to see um, a, a coming together of, of some excellent providers, um, a, a conversation that is starting, um, only just starting to, to round out this, this problem that we have. And, and the course was um, an attempt to have many of these conversations, to, to bring many of these uh, kind of challenges to the fore, to unearth them and to expose them, and then to have some deliberate debate around uh, what we can do, um, and also to, to present some of the great work that's being done by some mm -hmm. providers that are just unknown and not are not given the opportunity in the mainstream market to um you know and, and it's not faculty's fault either they they've yeah. it down in a in a hell of a lot of work um and and there's a lot going on at the moment so all we're trying to do is have a centralized and coordinated conversation around it yeah i, I agree and and actually what's really impressive to me is is you know the cast of characters you've managed to bring together around this because you know it's not just um you know uh, the ed tech side, it's, you know, you've got lots of really top leaders in higher education who are going to be part of this. And, mm. um, you know, and I'm, I have to say I'm being, I'm involved as well. But um, I mean, I, I am because, you know, we're not, and I, I should mention, we're all volunteering, basically, <laughs> to Correct. do this, you know, it's not like we're being paid. And, and I think that's important to mention, because the reason we're all doing this is because we all believe firmly in the future of higher education. We are all doing some form of innovation in higher education, and you know, it's it's some it's it's the fact that you know you brought together all these different components in the course that we believe those of us who are involved, um, you know, think are, are really. I mean, like I said, I I, I didn't mm. even know you, and I saw your course, and I, I got <laughs> really you know excited about it. And now that I know you, it's it's even better because now you know I I even I understand even better the the motivations behind it. And, yeah. um, you know, that's something that I, I think is, is, is important to emphasize as, you know, we go forward with the course is that this, we're, this is really, in a sense, a service to higher education. Yeah. And, and thanks for bringing it up. Um, uh, there's there's uh, definitely something I have to say about, about the fees and the participation of, of individuals and also who's taking part in the program because I, I get a lot of questions around, you know, who, who's the ideal student? Mm -hmm. um, so I'll, I'll touch on those briefly, but yes, I mean, it's been, uh, Terry, it's been mind-blowing how wonderful people um, have been, how receptive they've been to having this conversation, and all have different motives and interests, of course, but the, the common thread is that we want to see higher education thrive. Um, it is going through an incredibly difficult time, and people are extremely open to, to wanting to have a conversation and to attempt different ways of having that conversation so that we can have a, a better experience for, for our children, but also workforce um, who are in a very scary time. Um, mm -hmm. So, so this, is, this is really um, a public service, uh, as it were, like you've, like you've outlined, um, that we are charging a fee for, and I'll explain that in a second. So the, just to maybe 
uh, round out the, the fees part of it now. Um, we, we're a for-profit uh, business entity that has been set up and it's called Connected Crowdsourced Education. That's, that's the business name. Our philosophy on, on fees is uh, that we, we understand people have been um, prejudiced by um, COVID. It's, it's decimated bank accounts. It's decimated mm -hmm. any savings that one had if they were fortunate enough to have savings in the first place. And um, it's, it's put a lot of pressure and anxiety into the system. And so with full transparency, we've, our model has always been that it is a, a pay what you can afford model if you've been affected or been prejudiced in some way um, and you just don't have the financial wherewithal to be able to afford the course. Mm -hmm. um, it's explicit in our collateral that we are, we are a for-profit business, but we're absolutely um, trying to service this industry in every possible way we can. And I'm a, I'm a big fan of, of Sam Harris. Um, he's a neuroscientist and philosopher. And I'm sure the name rings a bell, but um, he's got this philosophy around um, it's, it's, uh, his work is, is more important than, than the financial reward. And, and for me, it speaks volumes to me about the same sort of mentality and, and model that I would love to approach our programs with both now and in the future is to look at, we don't want to compromise on our quality of the experience. And we know there's people that are going to be able to afford our fees, but down, um, uh, but we know that there's also people that have been hugely compromised as a result of this. And many of them are from the sectors we wish to serve. So mm -hmm. we're very open to having a conversation around what's affordable, um, you know, and, and if there's an extreme passion to do this program and they're on financial means, like how can we look at um, some kind of uh, exchange of, of value um, such that it, it makes sense for this person to enroll in the program. So mm -hmm. um, that's just a, a note around, around the fees. Um, as far as people enrolling, um, you know, we, we've got deans uh, uh, of faculty, we've got uh, deputy vice chancellors, we've got professors and lecturers. Um, as far as people from the other end of the spectrum, like you were mentioning, we've, we've got a, a raft of people coming from OPMs, from mm -hmm. edtech service providers, um, everyone on the periphery that does accommodation and financial services and academic resources, and even a handful of people from, from industry and from the venture capital side of things. So we've got um, an interesting um, concoction of people that are all passionate about um, understanding the sector better, applying um, uh, their, their minds to a particular problem, and then uh, uh, using the, the modules, each of those modules has a new lens to apply that to their problem. So, so that's just to give you a sense of who's enrolled, who, who would get benefit from it, and, and a very wordy note around the fees. So <laughs> yes. apologies for that. <laughs> No, not at all. It's uh, fine. Um, I think what well, that's important, right? I mean, right now people are feeling the pinch and, uh, you know, and it, I think it's important that uh, we get that out there. Um, but um, yeah, in any case, um, you know, we have this great course. Um, you know, what, what do you think are some of the ideal outcomes? Uh, so if you could talk a little bit about what, what are the yeah. key things you want people to get out of it? Yeah, it's a wonderful question, and and it's really going to depend on on the audience. Um, so for uh, there's there's a, a, a slew of eight 
eight kind of modules that that we work through um, and and it takes uh, somebody I suppose that that is in a vertical discipline um, somebody that's been in finance or marketing or a specific area of expertise and and then that will hopefully round out their experience uh, a great deal so they'll cover the areas that they may not be so familiar with which is uh, leading in this time of higher education looking at the um, the digital intersection of teaching and learning um, looking at the macro trends that are affecting the sector, looking at um, the business of education and, and the changing marketplace. So for, for somebody that's got a vertical experience um, and, and has been playing in higher ed, but from a very specific discipline, they're going to get a much more rounded experience. And that's going to help um, their problem that they introduce at the beginning of the course will be rounded out um, through the conversation and also through the advent of understanding all of these different verticals um, as they go through the course. For somebody who's a, a, a vice chancellor, a, a senior leader, somebody that's been um, running a um, ed tech business um, or, or some kind of uh, a business that supports higher education, these people are going to get a really, really interesting um, kind of vantage point on all of the things that are happening in the sector and how it relates to their business. And we're going to surface a, a whole series of examples about organizations that are doing this really well that they can learn from, um, expose them to some different ideas and, and ways of thinking. And, and that will help them um, formulate a, a more robust strategy for, for the next couple of years uh, in their, in their organizations. So very much um, dependent on the, the audience, um, but what we do hope uh, to, to achieve and the, the way the course has been designed is that a problem will be introduced at the beginning of the program, be it a, a challenge that one is experiencing, being at a project that they focused on, um, and then we're going to apply multiple lenses to that problem um, throughout the, the eight weeks and then also have a whole bunch of wonderful people contributing to and using that crowd um, crowdsourcing kind of component is to pepper their project with expertise and, and new fresh lenses in which to formulate a more uh, well-rounded view of their problem. All right, now I think that's what is one of the really great uh, components of it is that you actually will get feedback and, and input from uh, people from different parts of, of the industry and, and higher ed and so on. So yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, that that's really great. So, all right, I think we're, we're getting to the end here, but any uh, last thoughts that you want to share with our audience? No, it's just a uh, absolute pleasure to to have chatted with you again, Terry. It's an exciting time for us. the The course starts in in uh, a few weeks now, so thirty September is our is our first cohort. So uh, we're we're um, uh, I, I should actually be counting the days by now. Um, but <laughs> after after the an extensive amount of work, um, we're we're um, incredibly excited about about what the the next steps are going to be and and to launch that inaugural cohort and and have some some fun um, and some wonderful conversations. So if anyone's interested to get involved um, and and to find out more, they can simply visit our website, which is uh, www. Uh, getconnected.co um, and we, we look forward to hearing from you. 
Great. We'll make sure we uh, put that uh, link in the podcast description and, and share that with everyone. Um, so yeah, this is, as always, a, a great discussion, Warren. We could probably spend a lot more time just kind of talking about the broader issues, but uh, for now, we'll save that for another time. And I hope uh, we get to have a whole bunch of you who are listening, joining us in this course. And I hope everybody has a great day. Thanks again, Warren. Wonderful. Thanks, Terry. Thanks, Terry.